Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today we have on Sean from King Buffalo. How are you? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Oh, I'm happy to have somebody else in the mind, Sean, because clearly you're already starting off fine with me in my book. <laughs> yeah, but we might have a we might have a battle about how the correct spelling uh, the correct spelling is. True, but as long as we agree, I have the correct spelling. We're not going to have a battle. Uh, we'll agree to disagree on that one. Board. <laughs> um, I've been jam- dating you guys probably past past year, but more, more you know. During COVID, I think that's when I discovered you, and I want to people check you out. Uh, you put out a lot of music in the past couple of years too. During COVID, actually, your your would you call it your trilogy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so we it's actually been since early March of 2020. We've released four albums. We did Dead Star, which released right before the pandemic shut everything down, and then uh, we released three records between then and. Uh, September, I think, is when we released uh, Regenerator, which is the last one of the three. Which is great. Um, which was as crazy as also has a lot of music to, to, to uh, digest in a short period of time. How did it go for, like, for the fans? Because one of the things a lot of people are afraid of, like, did you want to release it? Some people were releasing it. But you've released more music during COVID than any band I've spoken to. So you win the award on that one. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, like, we since we're so in-house like we do everything so diy we're able to do you know we don't have to answer to anyone there's no like you know there's no label to say actually you know we think it'd be better if you did x or y we just if we want to do it we do it right Uh, and so we were lucky in that regard and and we just we wanted to make sure we stayed busy one thing we didn't want to happen is we didn't want to you know take the time off from touring and then you know hopefully this never happens again and you know fingers crossed we never we never have to take two years off of touring right how long it ended up being but you know we wanted to just we wanted to stay busy and and make use of the time that we had um and that was the way we ended up doing it um it definitely you know uh writing set lists is a little more challenging now um <laughs> right that was my next question i'm like how do you decide because you had three albums four albums worth of new material the fans haven't heard yeah we essentially doubled our catalogs um you know since covid started uh but you know um it's it's a good problem to have it's fun we're able to you know change it up a little bit uh every night so it's not too much you know keeps us on our toes and also um if people end up seeing us more than once on the same tour they're not just seeing the same exact show twice you could probably do like three four nights at this point with all new music every time do like a grateful dead thing or like one of those bands like fish <laughs> we just go out there and it's like an entire different set every time yeah i mean you know? yeah there's yeah. Definitely a lot of material to pull from and it's good and there's no wrong way of doing it that's why it's just interesting hearing how you guys did it because as a, as a fan of course it's great to get all the music and you're already you're already trapped but I know, like, if a band's like tied to a record label, the record label has plans because it's it's a budget, it's a this, it's a that, it's a different animal. For sure, yeah, yeah. Um... But you guys have your model, which is kind of the model of a lot of younger bands and older bands that have been able to break free, or or the labels have changed, and they can move forward with this kind of independent thing now, which yeah, gives you this freedom. We've always been pretty pretty much on our own. Um... So, I mean, we have a night, we have a really great working relationship with Stickman Records out of Germany. Um, and it's really like they, they just kind of handle a lot of our distribution stuff and in, in, in the EU, because obviously shipping and everything from the States to EU is just right. Ludicrous. Insane. Um, and then, then saves fans from having to pay like 
exorbitant like import taxes and stuff so we have a really great relationship with them but it's really outside of that like we don't have any we don't have anyone to really answer to um so we're we're pretty lucky in that regard and i'm not you know it's not to say that we won't ever you know work with the label or anything you know we just haven't ever had the right offer so we we've just always done it ourselves for well now. it's just smart to hold on to your own stuff as long as you can unless you get the right offer where you're still in charge of everything <laughs> you know yeah yeah i mean it just you know it, it just comes down to you know there's there's obviously a lot well of- growing up how many how many behind the music situation growing up going oh <laughs> i don't oh, want that yeah. to happen right the, the, the horror stories of you know bands getting screwed over by labels is uh you know super super long and you know, we've had friends that have experienced that and, um, you know, fingers crossed, we are lucky that we've never had to deal with that. Oh, and you probably make more money too doing it this way also. It allows you to do your own schedule and everything else. Who's doing all the, like the art, the artwork too? Cause it's all. Uh, the artwork gets done by a bunch of different people. It depends on the, the project. Um, for uh, this most recent, for Regenerator, I actually. Yeah, oh, I'm looking at it right here on the side of it. Big screen. Look at. I love it. Of the artist, we found him on Instagram. Actually, um, we we had tapped someone else to do the art for that record, and then at the last minute, it just didn't end up working out. They they weren't going to be able to meet the deadline, um, so we started panicking and we were just searching for searching for artists, and we stumbled across this well, stuff. Fantastic is well, we can actually I can add that part out anyhow, but. So you got the you got an artist from from Instagram. We can track down who they are from obviously by looking at the um, the web page. Where you come up with the themes? Are you are you approaching an artist with an idea? Or are you giving the artist saying, "Hey, here's my music"? Because everyone has a different way. Some people have like an artist they always use for their shirts and their albums, and the artist kind of knows the band, their friend. They kind of get the concepts. But with this, obviously, it sounds like you do it a different way. Yeah. Well, it also again, it really just depends on the project. Um, regenerator was a he i think it was the work he already had made and we found it and we liked it and then we wanted you know we thought it suited the record perfectly what you say is the most cohesive part of being being like it's a, like a trilogy the theme running between all these that you tied them all together with like thematically um well it's it's definitely uh there's sort of like one protagonist throughout all three and so it's right um uh, sort of different, different chapters of the same story on um uh, I think of the first one, um, I, I guess kind of one way I've described it previously is, um, each record is almost from, from slight, same protagonist, but from a different perspective and a little, a little bit, okay. um, so sort of shifting perspective throughout the course of the three records where the first, uh, burden being, uh, everything's really up close. Um, it's very like hyper-produced, you know, it's very intimate. Everything's sort of like the perspective of like in the mind of the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Acheron, sort of uh, um, the perspective of sort of like floating through like a I don't know primordial soup, ethereal soup, right? You know, it's so like it's very ambient. There's a lot of you know we recorded it in a in a cave, so there's a lot of a lot of noise swirling around. It's just very like uh, sort of immersive. And then um, regenerator is a little more of uh, taking a step back and where you're able to look at everything in front of you. So I've been kind of thinking of things and sort of. Uh, those three records uh by like the perspective of the protagonist that's really cool it's really cool actually that's a good point i want to step back the the cave recording what the heck that is awesome yeah that was a crazy idea and uh (laughs) it was uh really cool were you guys sober when you thought hey you know you know it'd be really cool and then you you, you guys you got there you're like this is gonna be harder than i thought (laughs) 
Oh, it was a logistical nightmare. Um, so we're extremely happy with it. Uh, I never want to make a record like that again. Sounds good. Though. It does sound good. I mean, it doesn't sound like it was raining in a cave, you know, but yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. Um, it was actually my drummer's idea. He had brought it up um, and we just kind of rolled with it. That's great. So people that don't know, and hopefully there's a lot more of my audience coming in checking out. This is the second in the trilogy of the, the trilogy of the trilogy of music is recorded actually in a cave and it sounds fantastic. And, um, as they all do, but it's just a, a great fun concept to, to take you out of the normal process of, of recording and making music, you know, and oh, adding yeah. another layer of creativity. I mean, we recorded it live in a cave in one day, you know, where we got in there and set everything up and, um, you know, we released a, a video with it. So there was a small camera crew and, uh, it was a ridiculous idea to try to do in one day. <laughs> it is, but it is, but it is fun. And actually, I'm talking about your website while we're talking. You actually have a, a section in your website where it says bootlegs. Is that going to be a future? Is that um, is actually we connected to some of this? I click on some of them. I'm not connecting to anything at this point. Is there a? Yeah, the the links have been broken for a little while now. We just haven't uh, been able to get around to fixing that um, and updating it. So, uh, but it will be a, an active thing. Yeah. <laughs> Check back on. Yeah, cool. yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it's the best answer I can give you at this point. Well, it, was, it seemed like a really cool concept. So when I clicked on it, I was like, oh, I thought maybe it was me. But the issues no, that's happening. No, no, it's definitely something we've gotten a bunch of uh, emails about. We wow. just um, to go back and rebuild the links for all the shows. It's 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 a, a lot process than just you know flipping a switch. Well, just people now go back and check it out. Don't email them; they know about it. But go back and check it periodically. <laughs> but you have a lot of other good stuff on your website. Obviously, the two, the news, and the tour. And the big thing right now is actually your tour. You still have more. You have some more dates left. Yeah. You want to uh, talk about some of these dates? And on uh, Monday or Tuesday, the 25th, um, we head back out on the road and uh, work our way over to the West Coast. Because you want, you want to do it because you're from uh, Rochester, New York, and you want to be touring in the warm areas yeah. <laughs> during the winter time. That's way by. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's not too bad here right now. It's it's in like, you know, it's mid 50s. So it's pretty nice out here. Right not bad. Now. Same here. I'm in New England. So it's, you know. Okay. I'm right outside of Harvard. So, I mean, it's like, you know, but it's coming. Winter's coming, as they would say in Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know. Um, so, so at this point with the tour, are, are, are you going to take a break and then do more touring on this and just keep going? You're not going to do like another album, right? You know, we don't have anything planned right now as far as another album or anything goes. Um, so, we, we wrap up this year of touring. Uh, this is our last tour of the year. Uh, so I think it ends November 19th and then we're done for the year. And then we have some stuff planned. Um, we have a bunch of stuff that we're finalizing for 2023. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I can announce any of it yet. I, I think, I don't think I can do any. All right, I'm going to twist your arm. Um, but it will be another busy year for us um, with a lot of tour dates. Uh, no specific plans for uh, an album right now, but you know. That can always you never change. know. A weekend could come up and you could record another album in a yeah <laughs> in a barn and in a weekend you next thing you have another album, you know. Um yeah. So right now we're just having fun uh you know performing live and digging through all the material that we've released. So you've done some I see online, you've done some, like some festivals, you didn't use some other shows, you use some club shows. Is there anything you prefer, prefer doing, like the bigger festivals? Like because I mean obviously it's introducing to a new audience too. You really, and then you don't know what you're going to get. It could be awesome. It could be a crappy weather day. Nobody could know who you are. Or it could be like 
awesome where like everyone just you know falls for you you know yeah i mean they're i wouldn't say one i prefer more than the other um they're just kind of different sides of the same sort of coin um festivals tend to be a little more chaotic because you know you don't really have as awesome of a uh, uh, ability to sound check you kind of just throw and go usually you get up there you throw your stuff on there and and go um and that's fun and it can be exhilarating and obviously festivals usually the crowds are a lot larger um than a lot of our club shows but um it is also really fun to get into a you know sweaty stinky club and and um do that thing where the crowd is like right up on the side of the in front of the stage uh and and check it i'm sorry yeah it's all on youtube people there's a lot of stuff on youtube you can't see them right now there are examples of all the sound there. And you guys sound great, you know, in the club. Even this one, one it didn't, I can't tell the size of it, but you guys were, you know, didn't have a lot behind you. It was like in the middle of the day, which is always the worst thing for a rock because it takes away the mystery of the sound. And, and plus you're out in the open, so you never have control of your sound to get it the way you want it to sound. But you guys sound good. You know, it didn't change anything really, you know, which is uh, yeah. Great. I mean, we work really hard on on trying to have uh, everything. You know, we're always for the most part trying to make sure that we can play whatever we release live. For the most part, obviously, there's some stuff that isn't really going to translate. Like, you know, we're not. I'm not going to whip out an acoustic guitar at a show currently. Maybe someday. Um, but yeah, yeah plug so tour. <laughs> we uh, you know, um, we we spend a lot of spend a lot of time and work hard to like make sure that we can sound good live uh so um try to limit as many things that can go wrong as possible but we're always seeming adding some new wrinkle <laughs> well you seem very comfortable in it and that's what makes it really fun for a band especially for a fan or a viewer you know and it's very inviting for people that haven't heard you before to see a band that's that comfortable and, and and it makes the sound feel open and they can kind of get into it you know what i mean it's not standoffish it's very welcoming the music is 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 it, it is welcoming in a way it has an ambient feeling where it's kind of just flowing and it kind of you know i enjoy it. to me i, I like listening to them being really creative it, it feels very freeing to me yeah i mean we i um in the past i've described it a little bit as uh trying to sound like a warm fuzzy blanket in space right you know like um i, I like that uh, try to have it just feel like very comfortable um and you know uh it works. It works. But to me, everyone hears different things. When I hear it, I'm like, it feels really, you know, I feel like it's a good creative time for me to listen to that music. Um, what are you doing for, for songwriting? Like, what's the process for songwriting? 99% of the time, uh, our songs develop out of jam sessions. So there'll be, you know, we just, we our our recording studio is our practice space. So we're pretty nice. much set up to record some you know uh all the time and so we record all our jam sessions i'll take them home i'll start listening through to things and uh cutting stuff up and finding sections and smashing them together and then i'll start sending them to the guys and say what do you think uh then we'll start working on them from there once we get like the general arrangement um i'll i'll start adding uh you know we'll start then we'll start working on lyrics um and usually i'll start um sort of with like the general idea of what the song is going to be about i'll write a few lines and then i always get stuck because i am like incredibly slow when it comes to writing lyrics and like very like harsh self-critic so it gets kind of tough so at that point once i have something to start with 
I'll usually send it off to Scott because um, he he writes a lot very fast. So he'll write like a full page of lyrics built off of what I had sent him. And then from there, I'll like pick out a line or two and then I'll be able to finish it usually. Um, well, that's you know, great. Having, yeah. So uh, that's that's the usual flow. There's some stuff that's like I'll put together at home, like a you know, like a demo or a scratch, and I'll send it to the guys and say like, "Hey, yeah. this is what I'm thinking. What do you think about that?" Um, but but then it still goes. So it shows a lot though. Like you guys play together. So I, I'm sorry, I may step over you. It, it, it evolves from from you guys. Even if you said it's a demo, they're gonna hear it, and then you guys are gonna jam to it again. Whereas it's not like you being a singer and guitar player. The danger is you being the one guy writes all the songs. And we have a trio like that. You know what I mean? Can be a very dangerous level for a band to, for the long term. It's like you got all the songwriting credits, or you get all this. But when you when you guys are a dynamic, you guys are functioning as one. It kind of takes it off the table, more or less. Yeah, and also, um, I, and you feel invested I, in it, you know, as a band. I, yeah, and I, and, I, and I found it's difficult. You know, if if I come on come in with something that like I wrote all of the parts at home, and then I say like, okay, guys, like this is the song. Um, it can start to get weird when like, you know, like, well, I, I want to play it this way. And, right. and I'm like, no, 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 but like, this is the song, you know, like there gets to be weird like that where you want to give people room to like sort of come, you know, uh, do things their way. Otherwise you can start to get into that awkward territory, you know? So that uh, I found it's like best to, if we can start, start with it as like a group uh, starting point it tends to be easier uh, to shape it into something uh, without there being arguments. <laughs> Which is important. I mean, I, and I, like I said, like, like everything else, there's no wrong way, but different bands, I've speaking to as many bands that I have at this point, you get an idea of how things work and what's going on. And it feels like the bands that are, the ones that don't worry so much, but they can have separate songwriters in the band are also in about 20 other bands. So, they, they get their their pleasure and their creativity of working with other musicians so they're not so if their other uh, the other member writes a song that's fine it's cool because they can as an outlet but it, when it's your one single band and you're not a writer that's usually the <laughs> it's the hardest thing for other musicians like i don't know i don't want their song is we just play the song you know what i mean and it gets weird so this you know helps <laughs> a lot it's been working pretty well for us so yeah. And your sound is great too. It's, you know, you guys are fantastic. What about, what about with, with touring? Is there, are there any bands that you like to tour with in particular? Uh, that I would like to tour with in the future. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of bands. <laughs> well, the thing is you don't want to lock, lock you in the genre either. Cause some, some I mean, example, some artists would be like, like a, a guitar player, say an instrumentalist. I know one guy, he's like, I don't want to be, I don't mind to be, but if I had a choice, I'd rather do with a funk band and this band and that band and be the only guitar player. So it's a variety. And other guys are like, no, I'd rather be in a, a theme because I know my audience and it's, it's, it's coherent and cohesive. So for you, are you like kind of want to stay in your genre, kind of just want to go anywhere and try breaking down we walls? Like have all, sorts of, all sorts of different stuff. Um, some of our favorite shows are some of the weird pairings that we've ended up at where, you know, like we've, we opened a show for like a, like a funk, well, funk band, like a full on funk band once. And that was pretty interesting. You know, like um, there was one time we played a show somewhere and I can't, man, it was years ago. And uh, something had happened where like the venue was double booked or something like that. So these two shows got smashed together. And the first act was like a full on 
pop group, like electronic pop group. And, you know, they were like, it was kind of awkward. Like they were apologizing to us. It's like, oh, we know, like we're totally not this thing. And it was like, no, no, no. Like I would rather listen to something completely different right. than, you know, because we also like we get lumped in with a lot of like stuff that can get pretty monotonous. So like I, I think it's cool when like we end up with these weird pairings. So well, like, I would never danger. say like, oh, I only want to play with, uh, you know, like hard rock bands forever, you know. Well, you do, if you get lumped into some of the stoner bands, some of the stoner bands, the strength of their music is kind of the, the, the same monotone monotony. That's that's what it is. And it'd be easier to easy to lump you in there because people are really great about just putting labels on like just like five labels on music for some people, you know what I mean? And then you're sort of close enough, that's what you are, you know what I mean? You're right. Uh and, and that can be kind of um hard on a band and can kind of hurt their growth. So the idea of you playing other bands with the music would be fantastic actually you know yeah absolutely um and especially this uh this past i mean i guess this fall um this this fall run of tours we've been doing um it's been really great we've we've been able to play with some really awesome bands that are all pretty different um rather than we didn't take like we don't really have the budget or the means to bring like one band out for like the entire tour mm-hmm. so we just we just did a handful of shows with Atsuka, Atsuko Chiba out of Canada. They were awesome. We did shows with uh, Rickshaw, Billy's Burger Patrol. Couldn't these bands couldn't be more different from each other? But um, they were super cool and they were great to tour with. You know, we did uh, dates with Okanali. Um, I'm afraid he's off to check these out now. Yeah, yeah, they, they they were they were great and they were all very different. So um, that's that's been really cool. Cool. One of the last things before we wrap up is like uh, your gear, your guitar. What are you, what are you using for? Oh, how much time you got? <laughs> uh, Give me ten minutes worth. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the guitars. I only have two at the moment um, that I that I really use. I have a uh, the the one that always people want to know about is the the sparkly the gold sparkly guitar. Um, uh and i used that one as my main guitar for years it's uh it's a hagstrom d2f um that i found at like a local shop in rochester it was very very cheap i traded a used uh epiphone les paul and then i gave like 150 bucks and i walked away with this guitar um since then i you know swapped out every every the only thing that's the same as the wood at this point you know what do you have for pickups right now uh currently it's seymour duncan it's seymour duncan 59s have been the pickups in it for years um pretty much all of uh burden and acheron and regenerator though were done on my strat uh my like frankenstein strat that i've been using uh, for a while and that is a fender light ash korean strat from the uh early to mid aughts um and that's another one where again the only thing that's original on it is 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 the wood and the bridge uh but i have two humbuckers in it right now and it's a pearly gate set um and uh yeah it's been great that's been my main guitar really you have your own sound and that's why it's great because i don't think there's anything like those you've kind of created and found your own you know which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and I'm putting together. Better watch party. those when you're on tour. Keep them close to you. Oh yeah, I mean, they're the sentimental value is is very high for both of them. Um, the Hagstrom might have to get retired 
uh, from the road soon. It's uh, there's starting to be some issues with the neck that aren't really going to be repairable. So um, I love that guitar. It might have to find its way to sitting in my practice room uh, moving forward, but right now I don't have anything to replace it with. So <laughs> I'm not like a guitar hoarder. I, I don't really have a lot of guitars. Yeah. Um, I'm putting together a parts caster right now, which is going to be sweet when it's done, but um, I'm waiting on uh, waiting on some parts to show up in the mail. I was hoping to have it done before this next tour, but so it's going to be tight because your not, tour starts. Not, no, I, no. I know it's not, not the, the, the shipping says it's going to arrive the day I leave. So. Oh. Um, parts i need so, so close It'll, yeah I'll, I'll monkey with it over the winter and um i'm really stoked on it though. get it going all right hey man i just want, I want to thank you it's been awesome to have you on the show i want people to check you out check out the albums there's a lot of material for people that aren't familiar with you to check out and even though they are familiar with you there's a lot of material over the past two years to check out <laughs> um yeah well, thanks for having me this has been a fun chat it's been good we'll, we'll have you back again when you have your tour and uh